Hello, IEEE HKN community, and thank you for joining us for our second episode of the HKN Connection podcast. To introduce myself, my name is Joseph Green, one of your two student governors and president of the Kappa Sigma chapter at Boston University, and I'll be your host for this evening. Over the next 40 minutes, we'll have the privilege to talk to two impactful student leaders in our organization, Sandra Sartoni and Katie Brinker. Through their experiences on both the local and board level, we will gain some great insight into the role of student leaders and how IEEE HKN sets you up for success in your future endeavors. First, to introduce our guests, Sandra Sartoni is a PhD student at the Politecnico di Torino studying computer engineering. His research topic focuses on the functional testing of integrated circuits. Over the past several years, Sandra has been an important leader in our IEEE HKN community, serving as student governors for two years, a member of the PR and comms committee, and holding several e-board positions in his home chapter, Mu Nu. Katie Brinker is a PhD student and NASA Space Technology Research Fellow at Iowa State University, where she studies embedded chipless radio frequency identification for material classification and structure health monitoring. Over a time in IEEE HKN, Katie has been recognized in a number of positions. She was, re she was previously president of the Missouri S&T Student Branch, a two-term student governor, and is currently the co-chair for the PR and comms committee. First and foremost, please help me welcome our amazing guests. Well, firstly, to get the conversation started, thank you for both of you for coming on our show today. I think we're going to have a fun episode exploring your journeys as student leaders. To kick off the conversation, can you talk to our audience about what roles student leaders fill within IEEE HKN? What position might interested students find themselves in? And Katie, if you could take this first question. Yeah, sure. So, you know, first off, let's let's just kind of break down what what HKN is and all the different moving pieces. So HKN is the honor society of IEEE, the largest professional society in the world. And because we're an international organization, we also consist of a bunch of chapters at universities around the world. So there's over 250 of those chapters. And then we also have kind of um, the governing structure that encompasses that, which is the board of governors and committees within that too. So, you know, in terms of positions that students could take on at, you know, their local chapter at their university, you know, we have kind of the standard ones, you know, president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, those kind of things. But a lot of chapters also have additional positions on top of that, such as, you know, a PR and website chair or an industrial outreach chair or a mentorship chair or they have different committees within their chapters, too. So there, there can be a lot of opportunities there at the local level. And then at the board level, like I mentioned previously, we do have committees. Um, so people, students and young professionals, people who are retired, you can volunteer and serve on these committees. So for example, I co-chair the PR and comms committee under the board. Um, so you can volunteer with us and help us out with some of those different things. Um, and then you can also run for a board position. So every year we have elections for some of the board positions. Um, I believe the like regional governor and governor at large positions, those are three-year terms if I'm remembering correctly. Student governor is a one-year term, you can hold up to two. And then there's uh, the president position. You come in as president-elect, then you're president, and then you're past president. So that's a three-year commitment. So that kind of hopefully gives you an idea of kind of the scope of different positions and the ways you can engage with volunteerism and leadership within the, the broad 
organization that is HKN itself. It's great to hear there's so many opportunities for students to get engaged with an IAAA HKN at a higher level. On top of looking good on a resume though, these roles seem to allow students to have a broader impact in the chapter and university. Sandro, as a question for you, can you talk a little bit about why you decided to run for a chapter leadership position and the impact you had on your local chapter? So, uh, sure, Joe. Uh, thank you for having me here today. Um, well, when I uh, joined my chapter here in Turin, I just arrived in Turin. I didn't know anyone. It was my very first year of, uh, let's say, away from, uh, from home, from my environment. And I, one month after I arrived here, I joined the chapter and I found there a group of friends. So by the end of the year, uh, in June, I guess, uh, they were looking for a new board, obviously, and uh, they asked me if I was interested, and I obviously was, because I felt like it was time to give something back. And I guess this is the main reason why. And obviously, that's a really unique position, because in that position you get to gain something while giving back at the same time. And I think this is something that is true in any responsibility role. That's great. Thank you so much for speaking to your experience. Um, I heard a breath there. Katie, did you want to add to that? Um, I mean, I, I would say my experience has been pretty similar to Sandra. Um, I, I originally got involved at where I did my undergrad and my master's, Missouri S&T, and then not this past January, but the January before my lab group moved up to Iowa State. And so it's definitely been a great way to make some new friends, meet some new people, get involved um, when we're not really knowing anybody and also being in a pandemic and not really being on campus and interacting with a lot of people too on top of that. Also, if I may add something, um, this role is really unique, responsibility roles, so to speak, are really unique because you, you get to have some some impact in your chapter, right? So um, I guess uh, you, you get the benefits of deciding what's going to happen in the next year. I, I really enjoyed, for example, having some sort of social events. We, we have uh, weekly meetings and by the end of those meetings, we usually went out for a beer or something to eat or something similar or even hackathons, technical events, or, or other events that are um, still good for enriching ourselves from a cultural point of view, but not from a technical only perspective. Yeah, and then too, one more thing to add. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with, with your local chapters too, you know, you also have a pretty close connection to your, to your department itself, you know, and, you know, chapters are, pretty well respected within their departments. You have a direct line of communication, typically to your department head or associate department head to faculty members. And so you, you also have the ability to kind of take what students are saying, what, what they need, their concerns, and pass those up and create, you know, some big change within, within your chapters too. And we're actually going to be talking about, you know, that aspect of HCAM, that relationship between the chapters and the departments at um, an upcoming event on March 4th, which is our HCAN Town Hall, which is being co-hosted with ACETA, and ACETA is the ECE Department Heads Association. 
E C E D H A, Athena. Um, so if you go to their website, this this event um, is open to everyone. And you can register too to to hear more of this conversation on on this particular subject matter, both from chapter leaders and faculty members, chapter advisors, and department heads all together in one place. That's awesome. And thank you for both providing your perspectives on why someone might want to pick up the mantra as a student leader in their chapter. Um, however, both of you are quite superb leaders here in HKN, and you've not only had the opportunity to serve as student leaders on the local level, but also on the board and organizational level as student governor. Can you talk a little bit about what made you want to run for a board position or a volunteer position within a committee? And can you describe how these experiences differ from your experience as a chapter leader? Uh, sure. I mean, I can I can take that first if you want. Sure. Yeah, um, thanks. So the way I kind of got involved with the board was um, I got asked to serve on the conference committee in summer of 2019. I believe, or no, sorry, that it would have been earlier than that, summer of 2018, probably. Um, and, you know, I got asked to do that because of our faculty advisor at our chapter at the time, which um, was also really involved with the Board of Governors. And he's now the EIC for The Bridge Magazine, um, Dr. Watkins. But so through him, I got connected to Nancy, and then I got asked if I wanted to be on the conference committee. And so I started helping out there. And then, you know, by the end of end of that summer, they were kind of like, hey, do you want to run for the student governor position, <laughs> too? And so oh, I was yeah, like, okay, sure, you know, why not? Um, and so I'm, I, I guess maybe I was naive. Maybe I, I was just like, okay, cool, sure. I'll do that. I'll help. Um, so I put together a nomination packet and um, put, put that up there, put that out, ended up getting elected and then served for two full one-year terms, both uh, the year of 2019 and the year of 2020. Um, so that's kind of how I got involved with the board. And through being on the board, you also get placed on a few different committees that you volunteer with, that you work with. And so I started off with strategic planning, conference committee, and PR and comms. And then this past year, now this current year, I'm the co-chair of PR and comms committee. So that's kind of been my path into, into the board of governors. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And Sandra, would you like to contribute your experiences to this question too? Sure. So uh, in the year I was uh, president and corresponding secretary, that is the representative of our chapter uh, among all the chapters of, of HKN, I took part in all of the uh, HKN uh, chapter leaders calls. And somewhere around January, I guess, I was asked by Katie if I was interested in lending help a hand with uh, social media. And that's where it all started. Um, so I started from there. I, I found it interesting actually uh, cooperating at a higher level. Um, so I, I continued uh, you know, working on social media. And then I remember that in July uh, 2019, uh, I guess, um, there was COMSAC, a, a conference of the IEEE Computer Society in Milwaukee. And I got there uh, with my uh, vice president, I remember. Um, we uh, presented uh, HKN to the local university. Um, and it's there where I felt um, proud, maybe is the word. 
you know, I was representing, it's not, I'm, I was not representing my chapter, I was representing HKM. And from there, the story is kind of similar to what uh, Katie had. So, um, you know, Nancy asked me if I was interested. And I figured, why not? I mean, I, I found it funny to um, have a responsibility role in my chapter. So I figured with all the due differences, it would be similar at a global level. And I have not been disappointed, by the way. That's awesome. And thank you both for describing the uh, juxtaposition between your experience on the board level versus the local level. It seems like you've both greatly enjoyed the opportunity and has seen great impact over your time as student governors. Um, question for you, Sandro. From our previous conversation, it seems like students can in fact have a broad impact while serving in IEEE HKN. To push on that point a little bit, can you talk a little bit about how students like yourselves or your predecessors have, see, have created great change within our organization over the past several years? Sure. I mean, uh, just to um, re reiterate on my experience, I've been part of uh, the social media uh, subcommittee. Yeah. I'm now uh, master of social media. You know, we, we work on um, giving a face to all the organization, all the activities we do, uh, may they be technical, may they be social activities or showcase what our chapters do. This, I think, is really a non-negligible impact we can have because, um, you know, it's how the uh, organization presents itself to the um, other people and organizations as well, and also companies, obviously. Um, and I also like to think that I was able to, I'm not sure about that, but I, I like to think that way, that, way uh, that we also had some, some social activities in the past year. Yeah. I remember the Tetris competition. I remember some other fun activities during the HKN experience. Um, I, I, like to, I like to think that I somehow helped uh, in inspiring those kind of uh, activities. That's great. And actually, to push on that comment a little bit, both of you were heavily involved in the HKN experience last year, which was a very <laughs> successful, if not draining, 11-day event where we had a bunch of fun speakers and activities and social events. Can you talk a little bit about how going through the HKN experience as a student leader or even higher up as a student governor uh, affected you? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, what I thought was really, really cool was getting to bring together people from all over the world who, who do have this shared experience of being HCAN, of, of having that lifelong designation, and, and also getting to engage more people into kind of that global HCAN community. You know, Sandra mentioned some of the social activities that we did, but also just, you know, seeing where this organization can take you, all the different things you can do within it, and also the platform that you have too at, at both the local level and the global level to, to create something that can, that can help people, whether it's teaching them something new, giving them a community, um, you know, doing service, even like tutoring at, at your university, you know, there's, there's so much that you can do having this platform. And I think those 11 days just showcased the, that breadth 
and that diversity and, and what HKN is, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, a, a single-sided thing, you know, we're not just this or just that. We do so much and that's why the reach and the impact can be so big. The challenge of having a big experience, um, it wasn't easy because we were trying to uh, replace the in-person event that is the Student Leadership Conference in which you try to have lots of people from all around the world in the same place. Uh, however, we put, uh, and by we, I mean all of us, the staff, uh, volunteers, we put in a massive amount of work into that. And I think in the end it showed, it paid off because 11 days are not easy. Uh, trying to attend each and every event because when you organize the event, I feel like you have the moral responsibility to be there and give it the proper coverage on, on social media from my perspective. But even if I was not in the social media community, you are a representative, you need to be there. Um, and the, you know, the tiredness by the end of the event, but also all the fun we had, I will remember that. That's awesome. And I think this is a great segue into our next, uh, next question. There seems to be a lot of uh, pros to being a student leader, whether it's having a broader impact or making important connections, or even just, you know, being able to realize your vision on both the local and board level. But let's take a moment and talk about some of the less glamorous aspects of being a student leader. Can both of you talk about some of the challenges you've personally faced in these roles? Let's start with Katie. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you know, this is a volunteer organization. Nobody, nobody is, none of us volunteers are getting paid to, to put on these events, to, to do these kind of things. Um, so I think that, that can be one of the core challenges at, you know, I see it a lot at the local level of, okay, you have a group of, of student leaders at your chapter, um, but they're volunteering their time. So, you know, if they decide they don't want to work on something that week, there's, there's not really much of a consequence, you know? And so creating a culture where you can hold people accountable and which is necessary to, to create events and, and get stuff done within your chapter, but also not being uh, too strict <laughs> or, or going too far that people are like, well, this is too much, and then they quit. So kind of finding that balance and developing that culture where, you know, you can say like, Oh, hey, so-and-so, like, yeah. please, please make sure you get done your task before tomorrow because I need that done so I can do my thing, too. Um, and sometimes people also react badly to that, to being held accountable. So it's also just you learn a lot about working with other people and teamwork and, you know, how to kind of navigate those sometimes uncomfortable situations of telling somebody, like, hey, you know, you need to kind of pick it up a little bit or, you know, start putting it a little bit more, or we may have to look for somebody else to fill this position because, you know, at the end of the day, some of these things still have to get done. And if you're not going to do them, we need to figure out something else because this isn't going to work. So I would say one of the, the challenges I've seen the most is just kind of navigating those people situations of, 
managing a volunteer group and creating accountability, but still doing it in a compassionate and good way so that you foster a good culture within your chapter. Definitely. And it seems like, um, building off of that point, that being a, a student leader is definitely a multifaceted position. You're both a volunteer and now an inspiring figure for other people in your web to try to, you know, work towards a synergistic goal. And my question for Sandro is with these additional responsibilities of being a student leader and a volunteer in the organization, is it difficult to maintain a healthy work-life balance or how do you decouple, you know, free time from working on these volunteer roles? Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> well, um, obviously, the more responsibilities you have, the more work you'll have to do. Uh, now, I would like to say that if you really like the position, then even though it's work, uh, you really do not feel it. That's partly true because you need to rest sometimes. So, yes, uh, being interested, being, uh, you know, uh, actively engaged is fun, uh, gives you a lot in return, but you need to dedicate the, let's say, adequate at least amount of time to it. Um, so it's definitely not easy. And I also second was what Katie was saying before, uh, dealing with different people, with, uh, different sensibilities, trying to create a group that can cooperate and we can be friends. So not a formal uh, situation and, and still being able to, to get everyone on board is definitely not easy. And from my perspective, but that's personal, I'd say, um, you know, trying to um, adapt to different uh, situations also from a international point of view. Uh, you know, some things that may apply in an Italian chapter may not apply in a US chapter, may not apply to a Japanese chapter, may not apply to a Malaysian chapter, and so on and so forth. So you see, you need to develop that mentality that you're not on your own anymore, uh, you are responsible, and you are the, the one who's responsible for others. Got it. Awesome. And thank you both for your perspectives on the challenges of being a student leader. I guess just as one last question before segregating into our final point. Um, currently, you both are fulfilling pretty big roles within the organization. Sandra, you are a student lead, a student governor, and Katie, you're co-chair of the PR and comms committee. Can you talk about the biggest challenge you're currently facing in your respective roles? Um, okay, sure. Uh, so I guess I would say for, for the PR and comms committee, um, we have a lot of day-to-day -day activities going on. Yeah. You know, we're, we're responsible for this for this podcast. Um, we have the social media subcommittee within that. Um, we also deal with the HCM website and different aspects of that too. So um, I would say one of the challenges is that it is pretty constant. And, you know, the, if an event is happening tomorrow, we still have to work to you know, create a, a social media post or something to advertise it. You can't be like, oh, I'm really busy today. I want to put that off because it's still tomorrow and you still have to do it. Definitely. Um, so I would just say that it's kind of, I, I don't want to want this to come off the wrong way, but sometimes it kind of feels like having a job or it is a very constant responsibility. 
and it is still fun and I love doing it but you know some days you have you have those days where you have a bunch of meetings you have work you know your your advisor wants you to finish the research by tomorrow and then you have to also like turn on that creative side of your brain and be like okay let me create a couple social media posts or some graphics or you know try to proofread this thing and it's just you know having that constant responsibility for me personally is sometimes a challenge on top of just everyday life <laughs> and grad student life true and from my perspective from a student perspective um well i guess uh, this role obviously has its its difficulties you need to you know um do your best in trying to represent each and every student from all around the world with all the um, difficulties I was talking about before. So, you know, it's not easy figuring what applies to you only and what is actually a relevant problem for every one of us. Uh, that, I guess, would be the, um, the most difficult point. And, and, and should be true for basically everyone. Uh, on top of that, uh, I was not, when I started with the, the uh, student governor position, I was not 100% aware of, you know, how HKN works or how HKN is inter interfaces with, with IEEE and all the different uh, organization and units and, and so on and so forth. So um, maybe it's not crucial, but it's something I had to uh, you know, um, learn, obviously. Definitely. And I think this is a great, great segue into our next point. Um, we hope not to disillusion people from running for student leadership positions by talking about these challenges, but through great challenges come great skills and great learning opportunities. And what I want to jump into next, and Sandra, I'm going to direct this question at you. What skills have you learned through your time being a student leader? And can you talk about how being a student leader has positively impacted your career thus far? Um, can I say basically every soft skill? <laughs> Is that an accepted answer? <laughs> but it's true. But it's actually true. Um, because, uh, you know, in the, in the past segment, we have discussed about some difficulties. They're there, and, and we cannot, uh, you know, uh, we cannot think that they're not, they do not exist. However, these hard times help us in developing the soft skills that are required when you, when you start working. Uh, now, I'm a PhD student, so I still have not started uh, a career in, in, in the industry, for example. Uh, but I can tell you that uh, managing people uh, uh, work within deadlines, um, be responsible for, for what you're doing and possibly for other people, uh, public speaking, when you try to present some works. Um, what else? So, you know, I, I could start here and, and tomorrow, uh, but the bottom line is basically every soft skill. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your perspective. And Katie, I'd like to ask you the same question. What skills have you gained over your time as a student leader and how is being a student leader impacting your career? Yeah, so I mean, I would, I would definitely echo what Sandra just said, you know, every, every soft skill, but also just, you know, learning how to manage people and, and work with people. I think 
you know, I think all of us are engineers and that's not always something that's part of our, our education is how do you manage other people? How do you, you know, create events and, and do that kind of aspect too? Um, so that's been something I've really learned from student leadership positions is managing people, working with people, having those hard conversations, but also, you know, how do you write a nice proposal to try to get an award yeah. for your chapter? How do you, you know, budget effectively? How do you create an income plan? How do you navigate fundraising in a university setting when college kids are mostly poor and you're trying to get them to give you money? <laughs> that's, that's hard. Um, so, so there's all those aspects too, as well as just planning strategically, trying to look ahead and say, okay, how can I create an organization that is sustainable? And how do I, you know, motivate people, train people so that, you know, this, this carries on what we're creating. Um, so there's all of that. And in terms of how that's helped me in my career, I mean, I would say those are skills that I bring with me every day. Um, whether I'm, you know, talking to my lab group, um, I'm also interning with NASA right now, whether I'm trying to do a project <laughs> for work, um, you know, those are things I bring with me, but it's also something I bring with me to interviews when I interview for a position. And they're, you know, tell me about a time where you had to resolve conflict. Well, you know, do you want to talk about last week or, <laughs> or yesterday <laughs> or um, what do you want to, which one? Um, but it gives you all those experiences that you don't necessarily get in the classroom and you have answers to those questions. You have you have that experience that you can take with you. That's awesome. Uh, you, I would, ahead, I, I would like to, yeah, I would like to add something. Yeah. Uh, basically, we could see these positions, uh, responsibility positions within IEEE as a sort of uh, free gene, basically. So you're, we are training for, uh, I would say leadership positions in the future, um, and IEEE SCAN gives you the um, unique opportunity to uh, actually have some global responsibility positions while still being a student because we are students, um, and you get to benefit from all the nice experiences. And once you start your work you already have an impressive you know set of skills and experiences you can showcase as Katie was saying before not everyone in my in my perspective has those kind of, of, of skills so if you're interested in leadership positions that's a really good uh, uh, you know opportunity that's awesome and thank you both for sharing your perspectives uh, one quick question here before we get to our closing statement um, Nancy placed in a chat a great statement. She said, HCAN is a great place to try, learn from mistakes, and build your confidence. Can you talk briefly about how your time at HCAN has allowed you to grow your confidence and how you've been able to learn from your mistakes in a constructive and supportive environment? Sure. Um, I mean, so I'm, I'm a pretty introverted person, um, pretty quiet, you know, and I think through through being in an organization like HCAN, you know, I've I've learned also just the worth 
of my ideas and my perspective. And I think that gets reinforced too when you're in a chapter environment. And, you know, it feels pretty good to say, you know, what if we, what if we created a grad student panel or what if we created a skill building workshop and somebody else is like, yeah, that would be so cool. Let's do that. You know, that you have those chances for positive reinforcement for your ideas too. And I think that's, that's what's helped me grow, grow my confidence as, you know, student leader and, a, and an engineer too, is just having that positive reinforcement, having that platform, um, getting to have a voice in, in those uh, conversations, in, in those scenarios. Um, and so that's, that's definitely helped me, but also too, you know, if you, if you mess up, if you screw up, if you create a bad event, you make a mistake, you know, the world's not going to end. <laughs> You're not going to cost your company millions of dollars at your HCAN chapter. <laughs> um, you know, usually the stakes aren't, aren't too high. You know, maybe, maybe you have to postpone an event. Maybe, you know, something doesn't happen. Maybe you lose out on all money, but it's, it's a pretty safe place to try things out, to try, try your ideas and, and learn from those mistakes too. Absolutely. And I can see myself in what Katie was saying. Uh, I remember the first days of the first days, actually the first month or two being president, they were so awkward because <laughs> I've, I've, I've never had the um, opportunity to, to lead a group. So everything was new to me and I had to adapt. Uh, that is uncomfortable. But if you are able to overcome that feeling of being uncomfortable, you actually gain so much in return. Um, and it goes all from, from there, basically. So um, how do you manage the workload, for example, in social media? How do you spread the work so that everyone has something to do? Uh, they are not either burnt out or they are, you know, roaming around for weeks and weeks. So what's the um what's the appropriate amount of of, of work um and yeah also public speaking uh, when you are opening an event and you have to introduce yourself your association in front of students in front of people from from industries it happens sometimes it's never easy but you learn and and that's the whole point when you are going to Mm, actually move on after you know your studies whether you are in academia or in company uh, this is something that is with you and you're able to extrapolate the experiences you've had here and apply them in, in your work awesome thank you both for your perspective as a closing comment, we might be inducted as students into IEEE HKN, and we might have been discussing being a student leader, but I think an important part in our career and our time within HKN is taking a look into the future and seeing how we can stay involved and how we can hold leadership responsibilities after we graduate. So as a question first to you, Katie, what opportunities are there in HKN after you graduate, and how can we stay connected? Yeah, so, um, I mean, once once you become HCAN, you're HCAN for life. So that, that designation is never going away. You'll, you'll always be HCAN. Um, so, you know, if you were inducted as a student um, and now you've graduated, one way you can uh, be, be involved is to connect with your local chapter. 
or, or the chapter that you were a part of previously. You know, a lot of chapters love to connect with their alumni. Um, you know, sometimes they'll have events with alumni, stuff like that. You know, that's, that's one way to be involved. On our website, we also have um, the uh, alumni reconnect form. So you can go to our website, hcan.org, and you can fill that out. And then we can try to connect you with different committees and different volunteer positions within, uh, within HCAN. Or we can also help you connect with your local chapter um, or with, you know, the chapter that you were a part of. Um, so that's one way too. And then, you know, there's always getting involved at the board level too, running for a board position or serving on a committee. Um, so, you know, after after you graduate, you know, the possibilities are still endless. It's, it's really up, up to you and how you decide that you want to give back and, and uh, maintain you know, your position in this organization. Um, I feel like Katie has uh, pretty much said anything. So uh, I just want to focus on, on a specific aspect. Uh, as Katie said, you can always uh, run for World Covenant positions, which is obviously fantastic. Um, however, even if you think it's, you know, uh, I don't have enough time to do that. Maybe I, maybe I don't have the, the, the right amount of time and energy to take care of that too. Just contributing to your local chapter is, is a lot. It means a lot because uh, from a student perspective, we learn a lot from people who, from alumni, um, their experience in the workplace, how they manage to find a job, how they uh, prepare for interviews, how they write their curriculum, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, you have gained all that knowledge, it's time to considering giving it back to, to, to new people. Right, and, and also too, if you weren't inducted as a student member, you can be inducted as a professional member yeah. too. So there's, there's that route as well. HPN also has uh, the eminent member, a distinction too um, and so you know there are ways to 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 obtain this this designation after you've left a university setting um, and that information is also all on our website but you know I think the main point is you know once once you're HCAN you're always HCAN and we'll, we'll always have a home for you here in our organization too that's awesome thank you both so much we're reaching just about the end of our uh, time here, and it doesn't look like there's any questions in the chat. So I guess just as a uh, final comment here, final little question, um, do you guys have a favorite memory you want to share from your time in IEEE HKN? Oh. Mm. Only one? I know, right? This is the <laughs> hardest question of the all. Right, you should have given us this one earlier, so we've been thinking about it. Um, okay, I, I've decided mine. If Katie wants to take some more time. Yeah, yeah, go. Um, and I'm and my favorite memory would be oh no, uh, well, okay, I'm gonna go with it. Um, first time in the US, first time presenting HKN, uh, the um CONFSAC conference in Milwaukee I was talking about earlier in the podcast. But also Christmas nights with my chapter. <laughs> so I actually said two. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pick a really recent one because it's hard to 
it's hard to pick a favorite, yeah. so I'll just pick one I like a lot. Um, last night, actually, our chapter won an award at the Engineers oh, wow. Week banquet at our school. So our, our school does a lot for Engineers Week, and they have certain awards that clubs can win. Yeah. Um, and we ended up winning the Most Creative Virtual Event Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. For our virtual steam tunnels tour. So usually <laughs> every year we do a tour of the steam tunnels at our university for like a social type event. And it's like a fun, cool thing of being a part of our HCAN chapter. It's a fun tradition. But this year we couldn't really do it because of the pandemic. There wasn't a way to do it safely. And so we worked with um, a facilities manager on campus and we're, we were able to do it virtually online through zoom oh and it was a lot of fun it was really interesting and you know it was just kind of winning that award you know it's a, it's a small plaque yeah. it's not a huge thing but it, for us you know for our chapter for our chapter leaders it's it's just something that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside because you're like <laughs> <laughs> we did something really cool and we made this thing together and you know people enjoyed it people thought it was cool and it's just like a, a fun story and a fun memory that we all now have together. That's awesome. And you have to share that video with the rest of us. I'm sure we all love to uh, go and virtually <laughs> tour the, the steam pipes beneath the university. <laughs> That's so much fun. Well, that concludes all the questions that we have here. First and foremost, I thank you both once again for joining us. We've had a brilliant conversation talking about, you know, the glamorous and less glamorous sides of being a student governor, but also all the incredible things and opportunities you can learn and experience holding one of these positions. We hope through this conversation, we've encouraged one of you, our viewers, to consider running either on the local or a higher level within our organization. Because at the end of the day, this organization, you should see as your family. We're here to support you, we're here to help guide you, and we're here to give you these amazing amazing opportunities to learn and build your confidence. I know it's affected, affected the three of us very profoundly. And with that, once again, I thank you all and have a great day.